I'm Jo Chan Yan. And I'm Donna He, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious, vision led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world. Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you, Donahue? <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. I know, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> One of the goals that we had was to make sure that we had enough recording so that if there was a week or two that we were swamped, to give us a little bit of breathing space. And I love mm. that we've been able to do that. It's really mm. cool. Because yeah, that yeah. has helped me, like taking that break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really good to build that into the overall vision for the podcast was always that it needs to allow us space to work on our work when things get busy, right? Yeah. I think it's really nice to see how flexible the planning that we've made for the podcast has been. Yeah, things feel really sustainable. We're able to do the little bits and pieces in between. Yeah. But we are also able to take the breaks if we need to as well. So yeah, I've been the same, like swamped with work. So it's definitely been really good for me as well. Yeah. How have the last few weeks been for you? Good. I was just going to say, like, it would be a good check-in for us to have yes. mid-year. I would and love that. I was going to ask you the same question. <laughs> yeah, this is totally unplanned conversation, especially mm-hmm. since we haven't talked. I think it would be nice to catch up. Things have been pretty busy around here. Working a lot on brand strategy mm-hmm. workshops. It's been really fun because when you don't do the same process often enough, you kind of forget the things mm-hmm. that you want to improve on write it down and then work on it. When you do it often enough, I start to see the things that I want to improve on. And also I start getting better at it, of course. I've had three brand strategy clients. We're going through that process right now before hitting into the design part. Mm. And it's been really cool to just learn what's working or what I can let go of in the process that isn't impactful Mm. it might be useful but it's it doesn't take away from the end result or from the value that I would provide Mm. it's been interesting because I've been trying to simplify my process and it's taking a while to see what those things are and I can't really see it unless I go through it often enough to know yeah you get so much insight when you're actually moving through the process and Days later, running through the same process again with someone else, you can see the points at which people's eyes might glaze over or they might ask a lot of questions or they might get confused. The same things kind of come through. I love that about being able to refine your process. We've been talking about this in the previous weeks, just around how complex our processes can feel sometimes, especially when we're trying to piece together a framework. I 
found the same thing with my clients, guiding people through the process initially. And it comes from a lot of the coaching and a lot of the business courses that I've taken. Mm-hmm. It's always about putting this in or doing this and trying this. So you learn all these different things that you feel like you need to add into the yeah. process to get it to be better. I think after trying for a little bit, you can tell which ones are working stronger than others. That's the thing. It's different for everyone's ideal client. Different methods will work better on other people than others. So yeah, it's just like that continuous iteration. Having like a process that feels a little bit more streamlined is definitely much more spacious. I know that it gives me more time to focus in on the things that really matter so you can flesh that out even more and make a bigger impact than what you did before. How can we make it more streamlined and value doesn't have to be complicated? Mm-hmm. Like you said, we don't have to put in all the bells and whistles. We just have to be able to help our clients get to a better place. Mm-hmm. We think we have to add on all these other things and make it more shiny. and <laughs> It doesn't really have to... The simpler it gets and the better that you can deliver, the more high-end, in a way, your offer becomes because you get so sharp at it, so good at it, and it might not take you, you know, 50% of the time that you're you're taking up now. That's my mm. goal. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's just been a lot of thinking and working on some coaching stuff. I finally took time off to see my family, which has been... (laughs) Oh, wow, that's so cool. This weekend, we had a big family get-together, and it was so nice. Mm. I haven't seen them in over a year. Wow, that's a long time not to have seen your family. That would have been such a good catch-up. What did you do? We had, it was uh, two of my uncle's birthdays. (laughs) My aunt loves to have parties, and it's just always so fun. And we have live music, and everyone's dancing and eating and chatting. So it was so nice to do that. And then I also have a cousin who's visiting from out of town, and that's really fun. We're gonna hang out. So, and then yesterday it was my friend's birthday, so we went out to uh, with my husband and the doggies. We went out for. Mm. A nice day out. We drove a while away from the city, so (laughs) (laughs) it was just so nice to, like, get away and get out of the house. I was calculating the last time I left the house was, I don't know, two weeks or something. It was crazy. was like crazy. What's wrong with me? (laughs) But it was because it's been a lot lately with work and Mm. wanting to get through some, like, major milestones I was mm-hmm. just pushing through. So the past couple of weekends, I've been working. So it was nice mm-hmm. to take the day off yesterday and get away for the yeah, day yeah, and recharge. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear all the things you've been doing because I know you've been doing a lot. And then what you've been up to with the program for the the workshops that you were having. Yes. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it's like a mentoring workshop. Yeah. 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 So, yeah no. Here. Oh, it's been similar to you it's really interesting because I think often we catch up and we're kind of moving through similar things which is very interesting that we're going through similar periods of growth in our business and oftentimes when we 
talk about something, it's like, oh my gosh, me too. I'm going through that same <laughs> thing as well. You know, whether yeah. it's a challenge or we're finding X, Y, Z, it, it seems to mirror in both of us. And I find that that's really interesting time and time and again. And so, yeah, I've also been quite busy with client work. The mentoring projects have been really good. It's the end of the financial year in Australia. Because it is that time of the year in Australia, the program for the mentoring, because it's a a government-funded initiative, is coming to an end. So it will return in the next financial year, so from July onwards. But they wanted, yeah, they wanted everyone to book out as many of the sessions as possible so that they can serve as many people that needed to come through before the program was going to be refreshed. I haven't received any updates on when the next mentoring sessions for next financial year will actually start. Because of that, it's been pretty bonkers with a lot of mentoring sessions. (laughs) It's two hours for each session and they're so affordable. It's really accessible for a lot of people in small businesses who actually need someone to talk to, to help them Mm -hmm. move through to the next steps and actually define what their brand is about and some of those aspects of marketing or business strategy that they might need. There's lots of different mentors that they can actually seek, which is great as part of the program. Yeah, I've been doing that consistently for the last few weeks, booking lots of sessions And it's been great. Like you said, with the brand strategy work, because you are doing it very consistently, it gives you enough data points for you to adjust your process to make it as effective and impactful as possible. And what I noticed was because everyone comes through the program at different stages of their business, they have two hours, or in some cases, people book in again, so they might have four hours with you. At the start, it was really hard or challenging for me to be like, okay, this person is completely different from the person that I spoke to before. How do I help them in this particular stage of the business? But then certain things come through from that process of inquiry Mm -hmm. where you're able to get the information that you need and you're able to see the big picture but zoom into the details as you need to. It just feels a lot more intuitive and natural now. So yeah, that's been what I've been doing mainly for the last few weeks since we spoke. I know you've been working a lot on that. Do you want to participate next year on that program? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a really good resource for small businesses. And just to see the amount of value that people are getting from these sessions, whether it's with me or the other amazing mentors that they have on their list, Uh people keep telling us the feedback has been so positive in terms of how much it has given someone in that situation where they're re-establishing their business or wanting further clarity just from knowing that what the program is able to do for other people I definitely I would love to be a part of it and they offer lots of workshops as well I've just been doing some of the workshops with them and then building a course with them as well wow. there's lots of little things to help which are free resources that people can kind of get once they sign up to the program, which is also free. It's It's, amazing. It's really, really good. Do you get to choose your clients? No. So they choose you. They will, depending on the situation that they might be in with their business, they will determine, okay, I probably need some branding 
mentoring or I need someone to talk to about social media. So it really depends on who they want to reach out to for their business. Yeah. Okay. Being part of a program like this, how do you schedule? Do you take a break from client work when that happens? How would you schedule that next year? Or how do you do it now? Yeah, that's a good question. Sort of the thing that I'm struggling a little bit with the last few weeks because people have been able to book sessions anywhere in my diary. So I do block out certain days, but at the same time, I did have some days that were really full of meetings. I kind of need the next day to recover from it as Mm -hmm. well. It's two hours for one session. And sometimes I might have two sessions a day. So that's four hours. Yes. And then maybe another meeting or something. Yes. And so after five hours of meetings, I am done for the day. (laughs) Like I cannot do anything else productive with my mind. (laughs) Um, I'm spent. (laughs) Yeah. And so I reckon with the client work, I have been prioritizing that by putting it on the days that I've been blocking out in my calendar. I typically have Fridays and Mondays off. It does mean that I can't work on my business as much, but then for the time being, it's just a temporary thing. I've just been scheduling a lot of the client work during those times. But yeah, it has meant late nights. You know, Mm. when we have our business, we want to be spacious and like in flow and that's the goal at least that's the goal right having like a freedom with time in our business for a lot of business owners time is of the essence and it's something that doesn't really it can feel like we're always putting a lot into our days and sometimes the reality is late nights are late nights you just have to kind of do it and as long as it's a temporary thing and Mm -hmm. you get time to recover afterwards it's okay. Um, it's not great, but for where I am in my business, like wanting to grow it and nurture it, yeah, it does require some elbow grease here and there. Yeah, it's the things that you know are gonna help you get somewhere else mm. to the next step that are helping you reach mm. whatever goals you have set for yourself. Yeah, are important to get through, but being mindful that it doesn't end up taking away really what you want to build, right? The whole purpose Mm. of us having a business for a lot of us is financial freedom, flexibility, you know, all Mm. of those things. Gosh, that's a big commitment, I think. How long does it last? A couple months? I think it might go for a year because I joined at the end of last year. I had six months to fill in my spots. So I had six months worth of spaces for people to book. But once the program starts again, it goes for another year until the government reviews the effectiveness of it and then decides whether or not they can provide further funding. I think that's how it works. I'm not really clear on the specifics, though. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's really good because for me, I wanted to focus more of my energy and time into helping local communities build strong businesses and brands. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of the businesses that are coming through these programs, they may have been severely affected by COVID lockdowns, especially in Melbourne and Victoria. Anything we can do to help them move forwards with their business is going to be really helpful for the economy in general. Definitely is something that I'm so passionate about doing. And then being able to see 
how much people are able to grow. Yeah, 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 when they realize the insights. Because a lot of it, it's like a mentoring session, but I like running it as a strategy slash coaching session, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't get into all the specifics that we would do if we did strategic brand design that I do with my normal clients. We definitely go through a lot of similar questions. The difference for me was actually seeing okay, for these mentoring sessions, how is this different for someone who might be investing a lot more for the strategy if they Mm. were working with me in brand design? You can give as much as you can in a mentoring session, but ultimately it's for them to take on that work and bring it to life themselves. Whereas with a strategy session that I do with my clients. We run through the whole process and we co-create the brand together. That's been really helpful knowing the distinction between the two because sometimes you want to do as much as possible with everyone that comes through and it's hard to define how that service looks for different Mm -hmm. packages and, and different services. So it's been an interesting journey through that. <laughs> With strategy, you were saying I knew what I needed to let go of in my process to streamline it. Is anything else sort of come up around work in, say, the last six months that you've been like, oh, I need to do this differently or this is where I need to pivot or make changes, etc.? I wouldn't say a realization, but more of mm. a goal. The theme for my year was to take charge. With the theme of taking charge, we don't have to wait to be at a certain level or make a certain amount of money to invest in our business and, like, hire help. Mm. My goal this year was to do that, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. I know that Mm. I needed help and because I've been in this situation before where you're wearing all the hats and... You just can't. You can't do it all. You've only got one head. Why are we wearing so many hats? I know. I know. It feels like you have to wait or you don't. Whatever the reason is, (laughs) this year was, okay, well, I need help with creating content because that's one area where I know that I fail at being consistent because I'm usually figuring other things out. And that's the first thing that falls off the list yes and also because I don't necessarily like writing it takes me a very long time I'm not a natural writer or even a skilled writer that's something you can learn as well but I just haven't gotten good or fast at Mm. it it takes me a long time not only to get in that headspace where you're going and then also to be consistent with it so I just Mm -hmm. decided to like find some help to help me write stuff that includes case studies and content for Instagram and also hiring somebody to help me with email sequences for my lead magnet that I'm Mm -hmm. building that has Mm -hmm. taken me forever (laughs) to put together Mm -hmm. in the way that I want to. I think being in that place where I'm doing that to some level Being able to do that feels like I'm growing up in my business in a way Mm. (laughs) where it feels empowering because I'm letting go of the things that that are important enough for me to get somebody else to do it that can do it better and faster, right? 
so that I, I'm in a place where I'm able to deliver. And so I'm working on that. Just experiencing that firsthand and knowing also that, number one, it doesn't have to be super expensive. And number two, it doesn't have to be something you do like all like consistently, all like uh, mm-hmm. every month, like you can get help for a certain amount of time and then take a break and then to get you to the next step. The other thing that you know, there are certain things that feel like a huge investment and you start to question like who's going to pay for this because this is a big investment. It's a lot of money. Understanding that it truly is an investment in other people's business. Mm. It's helped me see and remember that what we do is so um, involved. The value of it all is so significant mm-hmm. to somebody's business right yeah it's a fa- I think it's like a fair exchange right yeah yeah the amount of input that you get into something it it needs to feel fair like what people are getting out of it and so if it feels like it's a fair exchange energetically then the value will determine how much that is and often we devalue our services because of all of the blocks that we have and all of the mindset sort of stuff that blocks, we're trying to yeah. deal with. Yeah. I'm starting to like feel more comfortable with thinking of the investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. I think anyone who has offered a product or a service, we all deal with that in terms of, oh, is it good enough? Is this what people want are they Mm -hmm. getting enough out of it and I think that's why in the past like our previous models would have had all those things in it because we would have just been you know they're not getting enough value for what they're paying so let me just throw in this for free and that for free and we'll do this and we'll do that and it's almost like you're trying to tell people that it's a all-you-can-eat buffet when really it's like a very specific bespoke service that should really cater for them and their business and where they're at rather than throwing everything into a package. Yeah. Mm. I'm just getting a bit more comfortable where I am. Just that practice of having conversations, trying to explain to people what you do and what does this actually do for your business Mm-hmm. And also being comfortable with expressing what it is that you do. Yeah. I remember like at the beginning, I, I had such a hard time doing that, obviously, because mm. I was starting out and I didn't have enough practice, you know, not confident about the value that I brought to people. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a lot of mindset stuff and <sighs> um, also not letting yourself believe that you actually have something really good to mm. offer. Like putting yourself out there and uh, believing in yourself, really. Yeah, I've had really similar insights um, to you as well. Investing in your business, there's something that's really exquisitely interesting when we make an investment in our, our business because that investment typically comes back in some form within mm-hmm. a few weeks after we've made that investment, especially if it's a scary investment. <laughs> I typically notice that I might have put in a lot of money towards a program or something. And then the next week I'm like, oh, no, your money's back in your account some way. And I don't know how it happens, but every time I've done that, it sort of comes back 
and then that's I get amazing. More. It's so weird. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. The other thing I've noticed is every time I've invested in something, it's like an alignment. It's like it realigns your integrity. If you want someone to invest in your business and give you that amount, whether it's energy or time or money or resource, whatever it is, if you want someone to invest in your business, then you also have to be comfortable investing mm-hmm. that similar amount yeah. into someone else's business. Because there's something that happens where if you're just trying to hold it all together, like you're like, ah, oh, I just want people to give me money, but I don't actually want to pay someone to help me with this part of my business or pay for branding or packaging design or strategy or whatever it is. It's like, that's too much money. The integrity doesn't allow the energy of money or whatever resource it is to flow um I know yeah it's like there's like a stuck like there's the there's a block (laughs) there's a blockage yeah yeah because you're holding on to it at the Mm -hmm, end mm -hmm. um and so it's like how can you expect someone else to want to invest in you if you can't even invest that same amount into your own business or into your own life whether it's life or business, it doesn't really make a difference, but it's almost like you you need to see the value in yourself and then people will also see that in you. I find that the first step is really just making some sort of investment just to test it out and then see what comes from it. And I've always found that it comes back in miraculous ways. It's so interesting. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Just the when you're open to giving but then also open to receiving yes it's like how do you want people to treat you is how you treat others right whether Mm. it's through money generosity I think this is really a lot of the energy work too it's about knowing like when people talk about energy blocks sometimes we think oh I can't feel like a I, I don't have the sensitivity to feel energy blocks in your system. But it's kind of like an integrity block. I love that, That's yeah. That's an easier way for me to see it in my system. It's like, where am I out of integrity? Where do my words not meet my actions? Mm. And then once you remove so that block, the system flows. Um, it's like Metamucil for your, for your business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the other thing, like, I love what you were saying around the content side of things and like releasing the aspects of your business that were bottlenecks yeah. slowing you down from growing. I've been doing a similar thing in working with my VA. He's been so good just with Aww. helping us upload podcast yeah. episodes, helping me plan out Pinterest stuff, Instagram stuff. Now I've just brought on someone to do editing for my blog posts. I love it. Realized that was a bottleneck for my business. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been really helpful. The other thing around Instagram, for ages I wanted to create incredible content for Instagram. How do we make like each Instagram post count and yeah. what do we need to put into it? And I was thinking, it took me five hours to like <laughs> squeeze out like a 20-second reel. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. A big chunk of that is just us overthinking it and also want it to be so ridiculously perfect yes 
published. Why are we? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we doing this? Yeah, like and we're it's not. Like, it's not helping us get anywhere. Yeah, exactly. No, my method of madness at all of this. My method for. <laughs> Seeing whether something's going to work or not is whether it's energetically sustainable for the near future, yeah. <laughs> like a good litmus test. If I can see myself doing this, even on the days when I'm super busy, I can do this, that's a yes for me. But if I feel like it's only something I can do on certain days when the whole day goes to plan, then it's probably not sustainable long term. <laughs> Otherwise, when things get busy, you, you're going to stop doing it and you're going right. to stop writing or stop producing content or whatever it is for a few months. And I want things to be have some sort of flow or consistency. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, Instagram takes me like five minutes. I have all my images planned out ahead of time. And nice. then whatever image is in my Plannerly account, punch out. <laughs> one caption every day and it should only take me five minutes yeah and it's been so much easier okay it might not get as many likes or engagement as it did initially but for me it's more about that's okay for me it's about the consistency and the practice Mm of building discipline and then can kind of step up the quality of the content again when that feels sustainable to do so so yeah yeah For a while, I mentally needed a break from social media. Mm. I just needed to recharge because it gets to feeling like noise and I just lose interest. And that's when I have to really think about putting like my clients first Mm -hmm. and stepping out of that zone of me looking at everybody else, really focusing on my own work. Yeah. If... I'm getting in that space where I feel like everything's noise and I'm not contributing anything valuable, then that's because I'm looking at other people too much rather than focusing on my own work and thinking about my own clients. Oh, I come back after taking a bit of a hiatus from Instagram and I feel really refreshed and I feel good. But then I noticed that over time, the balance skews towards me flipping through the uh-huh. feed as I use it as a slippery slope into getting sucked into the program. (laughs) When I feel like there's a continuous decline of me actually being intentional, that's when I need to pull myself back. As you were saying, just reassess what's really important about how you spend your time online so that you're really doing things that are making an impact rather than the endless scroll, which can take a lot of time out of your day. And it doesn't actually refresh you. I get really tired from looking at a screen. Oh, yeah. It's a good reminder because I'm at that point now. Yeah, it's definitely a good reminder. And I think every time that I take a break from social media, I just come back to that. I just decided to let it go this time. And then I'll just come Mm -hmm. back when I feel like coming back. I have a plan so that I'm not struggling every year Mm. with it. Mm. I'm not allowing this to make me feel guilty because I'm not doing enough. (laughs) I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing and then make a plan and go from there rather than like, you know, holding myself back. And what have been the biggest wins for you in the last six months? What have you been most proud of? Getting to the point where... I'm actually getting help, you know, that that feels really good. That feels like I am taking charge of my business. And I think the podcast, I think, and I say this because (laughs) 
I always feel like I don't have anything interesting to talk about, you know, or nothing to say or value to bring. This has really pushed me out of my comfort zone to really dig into the things that I do know about and I do, you know, the work that that we do and the things that we're learning, but being vulnerable with that in mind, like being vulnerable Mm. with that, just pushing myself and stepping out of my comfort zone. I think that has been really big um, for me. And I think doing this with you has, I think the benefits have been so many, Mm. you know, not only in like building confidence, building thought leadership, being able to learn how to express myself better and how to keep working on that and Mm. communicate better with my clients and digging a little bit deeper into the things that I love talking about and that I do know that I just need to continue sharing. Mm. Yeah, last year, I guess the theme (laughs) was about building confidence that's when I started doing a lot of video stuff on Instagram yeah. and we did our lives and and yes. then this was born from that. So I think <laughs> it's yes. just been such a nice natural progression. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. So I definitely feel the growth, but it's like none of that would have happened if I wouldn't have pushed myself oh. in, in the way that I have. So yeah. at this point, I feel like I don't really care what uh, I sound like or if I don't like my voice or if I sound stupid or whatever. <laughs> It doesn't really matter. Like, it's allowing me to grow in so many different ways that some of them I just never Mm. expected. So, Mm. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it was something that kind of was such a far away dream when we first talked about it. You know, like, oh, one day we would like to start a podcast. (laughs) And this was maybe just a year ago that we had these conversations. And we were both in that state where we felt communicating opinions or expressing our thoughts was scary and really outside both of our comfort zones. It was really difficult for me to articulate how I felt about something or being able to convey something, whether you felt like it was of value that you wanted to share with the world. Having this project in mind where we're both, okay, let's just try Mm -hmm. it. Let's just try video content for Instagram. Let's just try a live all of those things that we've done, I think both of us are action takers in that if we say we're going to try something, even if it's scary, we're both like, yeah, let's just sign up for it and then we'll see what happens. And so I think that's been really nice to have someone who's taking steps in the same direction and mm-hmm. wanting to build something that is of value to the community, but it also helps us grow as well and allows us to really... Um, find our own voice as well yeah it's been it's been really amazing for me as well and definitely one of my biggest achievements for the last six months I love it I love it the approach is key because with Mm. you we've always approached things with that in mind like let's just Mm. try it and see what happens we never really built up our expectations so big that it scared us to actually Mm. do it yeah, this and is true. Mm. even if we did allow ourselves to go there, we've talked about things we can do with the podcast beyond recording and all that. Mm. We're just like, oh, that would be nice. Like, just put it yeah. on the list. 
And even with should we do a podcast every week or should we do it every other week, it's always been like this, let's just try it and see what happens. And then like every week is what can we do better? And it's never felt like this big pressure to deliver, even in the topics that we choose. Let's just talk about things and see what people like the best. And (laughs) so it's like if we don't explore, we just will never know creativity is such big values for both of us part of that is how do we creatively do things differently what do we try what do we want to try what sounds fun and interesting and I think that is really nice because it means that we're not stuck to a specific formula and allowing things to evolve and I think that's the same for brands and businesses as well like whether it's a project like a podcast or whether it's like a course there's a necessity for flow and sort of the continuous evolution of what needs to be. Yeah, I love the freedom that we've infused into the podcast. Yeah, I think the goal was if we're going to do this, let's make sure that we do it in a way that we can keep going with yeah. with where we are in our business, right? Yes. And all of our responsibilities. Yes. yes. So it doesn't yes. feel like another like overwhelming thing to do. Yes, yes, exactly. I have a question. Mm. Maybe this is our last question to close. Yes. Since we've been talking for like... <laughs> An hour. We could go on for hours. I think hour. our epic... <laughs> one of our conversations, it was like four hours. <laughs> like, I think we had a four-hour chat on one stage. <laughs> yes, that's true. Okay, my question is, what is something that you've done this year that... You feel like it was either a mistake or something that you learned from that you don't want to repeat. I was thinking a little bit about this. And I think the main thing that I did initially talking about pricing and offerings and the services that we have for our business, I think I got too hung up on that I had to have some sort of signature offering. I understand the importance of that. I see the benefits of having one, and I do have one for my business. But I think what I was doing for a while was I was waiting for a particular type of person to come through my business who Mm -hmm. wanted that exact offer or that exact package, and then I'll be like, okay, this we can work with. But if someone wanted something different, at one point I was like, no, we can't do that because I can only start at this <laughs> this level and then we can scale up from there. And <laughs> what it meant was it took me a while to work through this because I think there's different ways that you could do this. You could do it in a way where you feel like you're giving value away and you're kind of cheapening your service. But there's also a way that you could do it where I'm able to accommodate for businesses who might not be at that signature level stage. They might be at a stage where they're just starting their business, but they still want to work with me and then they have a certain amount to invest. So it's kind of like having a little bit of flexibility in Mm -hmm. terms of how I can serve because ultimately I want my business to serve people and be inclusive and accessible for people. And I realized that maybe my signature offerings was making it so exclusively designed for Mm -hmm. a specific niche and target audience that I was losing the sight of the bigger motivation for why Mm. I want to be in business. And so I allowed myself just to relax because I realized that part of why 
I stuck so much to my service and offerings was because it came from a perspective of lack. You need to mm-hmm. see my value, and if you don't offer me the same investment that I want for this particular package, then you're not seeing my value, and I can't work with that particular person. Whatever it was, a definite mindset block, and so I relaxed and released a lot of that. And I know that I'm holding things too tightly when I feel like I need clear structure in place, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone has to take this offer or the, the next offer that I have. When I lose that sense of flexibility, I know that I'm kind of holding on to something a little bit too tightly. So I actually relaxed and released my mindset around this. And what it allowed me to do was actually work with a lot of clients that were my ideal clients, but maybe didn't want the signature offering. But we were still able to work out offerings that felt in integrity with both of us in terms of how much they could spend and then what that would mean in terms of the package, in terms of what I could do for them. And it might not be the full shebang, like, complete experience that I would love to offer people, but it's still something that can help them move the needle in their business. That for me has been the big realization that I had. And I feel so much more in integrity with that in my business when it comes to money and just being a bit more open to like how money can come through, that it doesn't have to come through in a specific way. I love that, especially because of that last bit is that if you want to be flexible and you want to create that for yourself where you're not so rigid mm. in how you go about your process and the people that you work with, it's that openness. Because mm. essentially what you're doing, you're holding yourself back mm. from receiving. Yeah. You're like, you want it so perfectly that you're closing doors from receiving Yes, and it's the same. You're not the ideal client closed door. You're not the yeah. niche target market closed door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of when we think that our ideal client has to fit into the ideal mm-hmm. client idea of who mm-hmm. we who we think they are. Or if that person doesn't fit in and check all those boxes, all the boxes. then they're not it. There's going to be some unchecked boxes, but hopefully they are your ideal client. But mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no like. Perfect client. Perfect. Where everything goes 100%. I mean, maybe. Yes. If you have that, congratulations. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had amazing clients. They have been my ideal clients, but nobody's perfect. No. It just reminded me of that when you're just so focused on getting this specific client that you're closing doors on what could be an amazing experience with other people. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't see that potential until you start working with people as well. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between being discerning about who you want to work with. Mm-hmm. You exactly. definitely want to have some sense of deeper connection with that particular client that you would like to work with, but they don't have to check all the boxes, as you were saying. And it doesn't mean that you are lowering your standards or your boundaries, Mm -hmm. devaluing your services. That definitely is not the intent, but it's about finding the balance and allowing a little bit more flexibility and space around who you serve and going back to the overall objective of where you want to take your business, how you want it to grow as well. So one big thing that I've learned this year, which feels like a given, for anyone, but I wasn't paying attention. Didn't really schedule 
time off in between my client projects. Mm. This has been a really hard lesson to learn. Part of it was we're just coming out of the pandemic, so I knew that it just felt like we couldn't go anywhere for so long. So it was like vacation was out of the question. (laughs) So I wasn't thinking about that. Because of that, I also didn't think about just not doing work. You know, it didn't cross my mind that I could just like schedule vacation, not go anywhere and just not do anything. (laughs) So it sounds really silly, but I didn't and I'm paying for it now. But definitely next year, because I've already got everything scheduled this year, um, I really want to try that six weeks on, one week off. Yeah. That, to me, sounds like such a nice way of doing things Mm. that I almost want to build my process around that. Around that. I can do that. (laughs) I reckon we should. Why don't we do it together and then we can um, keep each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah, Because if we both keep each other accountable and be like, okay, remember this is your week off, we'll be more likely to take it. Because I think I'm the same. I... Um, I keep pushing out my vacation time. Originally, I wanted to take some time off sort of mid-July, but then based on client work, I'm like, okay, I'll just finish this one project and then another one gets scheduled and then you're like, okay, so I guess it's September until time off. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's just about like putting that in and then from now on, if I get any new clients, I have to tell them okay this is your starting date because I'm just I mean I do have space now but then I think I'm also not seeing that okay some of those projects may take longer right so I'm hoping everything ties together within x number of weeks but yeah the realistic nature is that everything takes a little bit longer so you really have to schedule it in and block out block it out yeah yeah yeah, I, I need to do that. Block it. I blocked out October already. I'm not taking any, I'm not doing anything that month. Yeah, I think putting it on that calendar, that's what needs to happen. Also, announcing it, telling people. Yes. I'm going to be off this month or this yes. week or whatever. Yes. Obviously, I'm talking about taking time off beyond like a weekend or a three-day weekend. An actual significant, significant amount of time where you can fully let go and relax. Because <laughs> who can do that during the weekend when you only yes. have two days? Yes. It's just not enough. Yes. Especially, I think it takes me a good four days of doing nothing mm-hmm. to actually start to notice myself relaxing. I remember going to a retreat a number of years ago. I went to this yoga retreat in Thailand And it was supposed to be a holiday for myself that I would take time and really (laughs) de-stress. And I wasn't stressed, but I I just wanted to completely let go of work and get back to really healthy lifestyle. And I remember the first day, because they give you a timetable of everything that is happening on that resort. And because Mm -hmm. so many things are happening, you can go to a yoga class at 6 a.m. and then Tai Chi at like 7.30 and then you have breakfast and then you can do the gym and then another thing. And there's all these things that you can join as part of the package. 
Yeah. I remember myself running around the resort, like getting all puffed out because I was trying to make it to the next class. And this was like me on my first day. I had like my little timetable in my hand and I was just like <laughs> running around. Every, everyone else was like drinking a coconut and lying around. And I was just like zipping back and forth and like defeating the whole purpose of your vacation. I was like, I'm so like overstressed. <laughs> I had scheduled all these classes to like oh work God. out and like it wasn't until the fourth day that I was like today I think I can just read a book and not do anything <laughs> oh my gosh I feel like that about vacation it's like I guess stressed out about you know when when you're traveling and stuff and it's like I don't I don't want to be like on a schedule like I just want to be and stroll yes 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 but yeah it's tough because you're there for a limited amount of time and you gotta like mm, you know make the most of it yeah make the most yeah. Of it. yeah but I think that's part of it right because we bring our old selves busy selves into the vacation oh God, at the yeah. start so we're like let's make the most of it let's move the needle on this like how can we make the most impact in this vacation what are the goals we need to hit you know <laughs> it's my vision plan and then it's not until like halfway through that you're like you know what my vision is to do nothing and just to like eat gelato like for the yeah. whole day and that's okay <laughs> and have a nap <laughs> Yeah, it's just like relax. <laughs> yeah, like your priorities change, but it takes time to, it's a good idea just to block out that time and then allow, you know, the first few days to just gradually, be, for you to gradually unwind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unwind, yeah. Well, this was fun. I really liked so catching fun. up. I just haven't talked in so long that mm. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more we can touch on. I really like catching up like this, especially in those weeks that we haven't really been meeting up as we normally do. Mm. I think it's nice to do a little mini review and maybe we can do mm-hmm. these often when we have those long weeks without seeing each other. Um, yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. I love that. If you loved this episode and got some valuable insight from it, make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us over on Instagram at The Brand Journey to keep up to date with our newest episodes. And you know what would be absolutely amazing? If you left us a review so we can support more business owners like you on their journey for crafting a conscious and visionary brand. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.